0: Many of you out there are really interested in how to become your best self and get to peak performance in order to live the life that you really want to live. So what's the way not to get to peak
1: performance? Obviously, trying to be the best version of yourself and doing crystal meth in Cambodia probably <laughs> don't really go together particularly well. So, Hi, and welcome to Make Your
0: Own Rules, the Mavericks Unlimited podcast. I'm your host, Chris Roy and this is the place to be to become your best self, do great work, and live a life that you love. On this podcast, we speak to mavericks who inspire us. We want to get the wisdom and information from their story to give you the clarity, courage and confidence that you need to make your mark on the world. Recently, I was asking our really good friend, Brian Falchuk, who's been on the podcast several times about who to speak to about peak performance and the name at the top his list with a guy called nick Alfrey. now nick is a really interesting guy he's been on this huge journey through deep addiction and now he's a peak performance coach and during our conversation we spoke about all sorts of kind of biohacking and biological geekery and i have to say i absolutely loved it this interview is so full of biohacks tips and techniques to get to Top performance. If you don't take something from it, I want to know why. <laughs> uh, so here you go. Here's Nick Elvery. The first thing I asked him was to tell us a little bit about his self and his journey. And
1: here's what he had to say. Basically, I'm a peak performance coach, and my my vision and my mission for life is really being able to help people get out of their head, get out of the negative self doubt that they're stuck in, and really create the big ambitious goals that they have had for a long time. Now, my journey is one from I spent 12 years addicted to hard drugs and alcohol, going from you wow. know drinking cigarettes, you know drinking and doing cigarettes first, and then all the way up to smoking crystal meth in Cambodia and doing a motorbike chases with uh, with crystal death, uh, crystal meth dealers, and all sorts of stuff. Which would be oh my god, a wow, another, yeah, a topic for another conversation when my book comes out one day. Then maybe we'll have that sort of conversation then. But yeah. just to try to give you a bit of context, you know, my my life for 12 years was a disaster. It was you know my only function was really wake up use drugs if i didn't have any find some then use drugs and go to sleep wow. and that was it and you know obviously you can probably appreciate that my health deteriorated dramatic, dramatically over the time mm. uh, relationship with myself and my parents and my friends you know really took a toll and generally my life was heading down a pretty pretty dark path you know there were mm. there were a lot of times where uh, i wasn't sure whether sort of the you know my state my mental state was was a good one and whether there were uh, you know psychosis and issues and all sorts of other things sort of wow. on the horizon um you know suicide was definitely a thought that uh plagued me a lot over that oh. that period of time and depression was was you know fairly often and fairly deep so that was 12 years of my life and wow. s- just over 6 years ago i left all of that behind and took a A new path, and actually recreated myself, my life, and went on this journey of basically abstaining from all drugs and all drink and smoking and everything of that that nature. How I used to spend my life, and six years later down the road, I can say I'm pleased to say that I'm I'm still clean. I haven't touched a drop of anything like that anymore. And you know, it's been it's been a wonderful experience, and that. That transformation really gave me a huge insight into what it takes to make profound changes in our life, what excuses are holding us back, what oh. mindset shifts need to happen and, and all the other things that support it, exercise, diet, and all of that as well. You know, I, I, dove, I dive deep into those sort of subjects. I was qualified as a personal trainer and I've had a fascination with what makes a human being tick since I was 16, which is a really weird paradox because on one side of the coin, I really wanted to work out how to be the best version of myself you know to coin a very sort of cliche expression but be the Mm. best version of myself and on the other side i was just just bent on complete destruction both uh, you know physically and mentally so coming out of the sort of destruction meant that all the things that i'd learned you know reading tony robbins's book Unleashed the power when i was you know, listening to his tape sorry when i was sort of 15 16 mm. and you know and then getting into this journey of the drug so it's been a fascinating uh you know uh, contrast in in lives and Obviously, trying to be the best version of yourself and doing crystal meth in Cambodia probably don't really go together particularly well. So it's only when I left that world behind that I could start utilizing the sort of strategies yeah. and techniques that I've learned over the years and and, and sort of blossom as the person I am today.
0: Amazing. What an, what an amazing you know narrative of life as it were and uh, you know a couple of things i kind of want to pick up there and just ask if i may i'm just kind of curious because you know a lot of our listeners are faced with turning points in their life and you know they may not be as dramatic as the one that you were faced with but what was the what was the turning point for you to come out of that 12 years and kind of start down the path that led you here to where you are I, now
1: i always liken addiction of that scale as a fog Surround that surrounds you. And what I mean by that is it sort of clouds the reality of how bad one's life gets, mm. right? And you're unable to see the destruction that it's causing you mentally and physically and for the people around you that you care about. And it's only when you have conversations, which is what happened. I had a conversation with someone at a, a seminar that I had been going to for a while. And through that conversation, it was one of those aha moments that it was like putting that mirror in front of you, like a lot of self-development is. And wow. you looking into the mirror and going, crikey, has it got that bad? Wow. Wow. You know, and and it, so it wasn't like, a, I mean, I'd hit rock bottom multiple times over the years and I'd wanted to leave that way of life thousands of times and I'd tried multiple ways of giving up and doing it on my own and all sorts of different things. But it was only when my awareness was raised around how bad it had got that I actually thought, you know what, like this needs to, I need to change this. Otherwise, this is going to go down a path. Well, I, I, who knows where it would have gone, right? Mm, right, right, And I think that, that was the sort of the, the inception point, if you like, the turning point for me to say, right, what do I need to do? Because, look, come on, I've actually been trying to give up on my own for years unsuccessfully, and like you know, the expression says, trying to do the same thing over and over again, expecting God. different results is insanity. So I actually reached out went to a uh, two-week rehab um, with an amazing man called Peter Davies in Guildford in in, in the UK. Mm. And through that process, did the first three steps of the 12-step program, and that really highlights, you know, the severity of how bad your life has got and how little control you have over it which was the key you know the key turning point for me and and it was only then really that that switch in your head or switch in my head flicked over to say right enough is enough no more and once that did you know everything then became much easier in respect that I was all in and 100% committed to the process obviously it wasn't easy because I'd spent 12 years spending all my days, you know, using and abusing drugs. So yeah, trying to tell yeah. me that that was no more was, was a scary prospect to say the least.
0: <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, what a profound shift in life mm. and what, what I, what I love about, you know, we'll come to more of where you're at now in a second. Mm. But, but what I love about that is, and you know, I've had my own brushes with addiction. Mine, mine has been what many people would consider to be a far less dramatic thing. But you know, I've been through my own kind of food addiction journey. Mm. Um, and I think the thing about addiction is, it's very easy for people in the mainstream to find of think, well, that's not me, um, you know. But I think when you've been through something as as profound as you've been through, it's almost like you've done the journey that many people can't do, and therefore you become much more hyper-aware of kind of the human condition I guess for want of a better term
1: yeah I mean I think what what, touching on that at that point is really interesting because food addiction for me was a massive thing specifically sugar because if you look at how the brain is wired and they've done scans on this you probably know about but Mm. the the cocaine and sugar light up basically the same parts of the brain and some people say that you know a high quantities of sort of um that sort of sugar actually fires the brain even more addictively Mm. and sugar was one of the hardest things for me to give up because you know, smoking crystal meth, doing coke, doing ketamine, whatever the thing that is for you is obviously, uh, you know, a thing that society doesn't frowns upon, right? It's not something you can go out to shop and buy and, no, and just use on the streets. But whereas you can go into a shop and buy, you know, a bag full of chocolate or whatever the thing is for you and, you know, sit home and, and and demolish those. And it's not, there's no stigma attached to it as such. Right. Right. So actually I found that sugar was one of the hardest things, even up until the modern day, you know, that, would really plagued me and i could see an absolute parallel to the behaviors that i would exhibit when it was cocaine or when it was sugar right
0: amazing it's
1: really yeah it's a fascinating thing i've done a lot of research and digging into it so i think what to go back to your point I don't think that any addiction is less or more than others. Addiction is addiction. Whether it's you're addicted to pizzas, Mars bars, crack cocaine, crystal meth, wine, whatever it is, if it's causing a destructive issue in your life, then it's something that needs to be corrected. And I think that's where we can sometimes fall afoul is we can start labeling different types of addictions. Yes, look, my addiction was extreme, but I know a a whole remit of people that would laugh at my addiction in respect to extremities, you know. That, I mean, mm-hmm. I never got into heroin and that side of things, and I wasn't homeless. And there is a whole, you know, a whole huge amount of people that have it way worse than I had it, right? So I think, I think trying to change that paradigm around addiction is very important and understand that actually everyone has their own vices, whether it's porn, sugar, you know, internet. It, there's so many different types. You'd be amazed at how many different organizations there are helping people. But understanding that actually, if it's affecting you, and it's a problem for you, then it's a problem and it shouldn't be underestimated. You know, whether it's, 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 it should, there shouldn't be a scale, I think is probably the way of describing it, if that makes yeah. sense.
0: I, I love that. I, I love what you just said there, Nick. And I think you're absolutely right. There are certain addictions like, like sugar and all that, which are insidious and there's no stigma attached to them. But then mm. if you think they're also almost like soci- socially, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, kind of, um, Addictions that are kind of socially acceptable and frowned upon. If you don't, don't kind of get to them. I'm thinking about things like workaholism. Mm-hmm. You know that, that kind of whole thing of you know certain people obviously use work to change the way they feel or to avoid. Yeah. But that, and but we also we also know and a lot of the mavericks out there will know this of you know people are still expected in many industries to work ridiculous hours. Yeah, to, you know, so it's almost like where does where does the social expectation end and the addiction begin kind of thing, which, um, you know, I, I, that's one of my bugbears as it were. So let's, let's, let's come to, to where you are now. You've been through this amazing journey six years later. You're a peak performance coach. You're kind of out there doing it super busy, super in demand. Um, how, what does, what does kind of that term peak performance mean to you right here, right now?
1: Peak performance for me really means looking at the human being as a whole, right? Because I think we can easily get caught up in the modern world of looking at a very reductionist view on the human being. So, you know, when we come to looking at diet and exercise, for example, saying that those are the holy grail components of living a healthy life, well, it's just not true. Right. Mm. Diet and exercise are important components. Absolutely. But who you hang around with your social setting, how much finance, financial security you have, you know, your mindset, as you well know, and all these other things play a huge part. Mm. So my approach is not to look at one or two things, but it's to look at the human being as a whole you know, and Mm. actually create a system and a program that allows us to take each component apart, figure out what the goals are for those people, because obviously things like diet, for example, you know, you need different types of approaches depending on what type of goal you have and the same with exercise and all these sorts of things, and then put together a plan that actually takes into consideration the human being. Because a lot of the time, diet is a great example, right? A lot of the time we get caught up into this cycle that, oh, you must all be paleo, you must all be vegan, you must all be vegetarian, or whatever the the sort of paradigm of life and the bias you fit into is. Mm. But actually, that's nonsense, right? Mm -hmm. We are unique. Every single person is unique. Their build, their genetic makeup is unique. Their uh, their bu- gut biome is completely unique. And the more we you know dive into that, the more we understand that we don't have a clue about most of the stuff that goes on. from a health perspective, right, right. So Absolutely. it's it's really about just taking the human being for who they are and what they want to achieve, and then making it happen for them on every single level, rather than just trying to attack it from one angle, like exercise or diet.
0: Mm, I love that, love that, and I, lo- I love the fact. that you, One of the things I've, I've always liked about uh, the encounters we've had, Nick, and all that, is it's so obvious that from your journey, you've done so much research, you've become very learned, as it were, about what you're talking about as well. So, I mean, you mentioned just there that the, the you know the, the gut microbiome. And that kind of thing, so I know you 've kind of got this holistic model that you work from uh, that 's morphing now, as it were um, so let's let 's kind of just have a look at some of those aspects that you look at in terms of I know you look at obviously you just mentioned diet exercise but also like productivity that kind of stuff yeah, if, if we were to kind of start looking at some of the levels you look at and maybe what are some of the the, the top tips that you have from each level, understanding that everyone 's unique and okay the
1: tips so, coming. What, what I'll do is I'll explain the sort of model briefly to you and then we'll, we'll dive in a little bit more specifically. So the key thing, as as you know, and I know you're on the same page here is the mindset side of things, because we can all have the best diet and exercise program and the best sleep and all these things in the world. But if our mindset sucks, then our outcomes will suck too. Right, right. It's simple as that. So you've got to start there. You've got to rewire it. And the majority of people's mindsets are pretty bad. You know, they're the majority of people that I speak to have the problem with the you know, the negative thoughts in their head, not being able to know what to do with them, are just constantly on cycle, aren't able to switch them off, and have very sol- low self worth and low confidence. Right, mm-hmm. so you've got to address that first, right? And uh, there's a whole plethora of things that you can use to to do that, from NLP to to rim technology, there's, there's a whole huge amounts of different options available, which mm. I actually have, you know, people on our team that actually address that specific problem depending on what is going on for you. So once right. you've got a handle on that, and I know you've done a lot about mindset on that on your podcast, so I think it'd be useful for us to talk about the other stuff that supports that. Definitely, definitely. So once you've got the mindset in the right place and you're on track with that, and that takes work, like you know, it's not, yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not like you go into the gym and just lift one weight and become hench. You know, it's reps <laughs> and sets with anything in life. Right, right, gotta, right, right. You've got to go in and keep doing it. You know, you've got to if you want to stay clean, you've got to have a bath every day. Right, it's the same right, idea. Right, right, right. I love it. So then, what we're looking at is how can we support that mindset from a physical and a spiritual and a mental aspect? How can we actually really support it? Because what we don't really understand these days, for example, is the importance of sleep. Mm. This is the holy grail for performance. And what a lot of people are trying to do these days is take more, add more, take more supplements, more pills, more courses, more this, to try and get, you know, ring more performance out of their life, right? Yeah, absolutely. What we need to do is take a step back and go, okay, so what are the things that are not serving us right now? What are the things that are actually taking energy from us that if we removed Would actually give us a boost in performance. So as an example, dairy for me, we don't get on, right? Right. Some people are okay with dairy. Most people aren't from my experience, but dairy doesn't work for me. It causes gut issues. It drains my energy. And it's just, it's something that just doesn't really belong in my system. Right? Right. 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 So if I remove that, I've then got a performance upgrade without actually having to add anything else. Right? Mm, So that's mm. where we first start. We have a look at, right, what are the things that are really zapping the power away from you and then put systems in place to remove them. And like any new habit, whether you're installing something new or trying to remove something takes, uh, you know, a strategy around that of steps, you know, simple steps rather than trying to take on too much at once. Right, 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 right. So that's the first place to start is, you know, get the mindset in check, get that on the road to, to, you know, creating a a powerful mindset, then have a look at the things that are really taking the energy away from you. And then let's have a look at the core areas that are, you know, sleep is the biggest one, right? Mm -hmm. We have set Mm -hmm. the modern world up for us not to be able to sleep well. You know, how many people do you speak to that? If you actually ask them the question, I ask virtually everyone I ever meet, um, for obvious reasons, just, but People suck at sleep because we live in an environment which is totally designed the opposite way. Right? Nature has given us everything we ever needed to make ourselves healthy and perform well, and everything. We've sort of taken that and gone. Well, I think we'll create. We'll we'll do it our way. Let's see how that works. <laughs> yeah. Right? right. It's entirely true. It's entirely true. Yeah. It's like humans have got great ideas in some ways, but we've got miserably poor ideas in others. Right? Right. So let's let's dive into some quick hacks that you can use to your sleep because I promise you, if you if you upgrade and optimize your sleep the level of performance increase is huge and it also has a massive knock-on effect on other areas like example if you wake up exhausted you're more likely to crave carbohydrates and crap food that day Right. Which then has a huge knock on effect on your brain and your motivation and your energy and all those things. Right. Yeah. So, simply waking up and having a better night's sleep is then going to negate the need or the, the cravings, reduce the cravings you're going to have for those sorts of foods which take performance away from you. And you're already going to be off on a better, you know, even more even keel, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, don't underestimate sleep. Two of my two favorite books for anyone out there that wants to really dive into sleep sleep, sleep smarter by sean stevenson a very very practical guide on the best things for you to do which we'll dive into some of the techniques now uh and also why we sleep by matthew walker for anyone that's a bit more geeky like you and i who want a bit more of the science (laughs) and details then that's the book to go for for sure right Um, the actual opening paragraph I can't remember off heart, but the opening paragraph in that book is just like, oh, we need to we need to sort sleep out like it's just a game changer I won't spoil it for the listeners who actually want to want to read it, but it's a very, very good book
0: yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely well, and also I guess you know someone as big as Ariana Huffington, founder of the Huffington post in I mean thrive was and her other book were almost all about sleep weren't they, yeah. so you know it, it is the game changer so 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 let, let's jump into that then what are some of your top
1: top hacks as it were for, for sleep? okay so the first thing is blue light it's becoming a little bit more of a, a well-known uh conversation these days you know people know about night shift mode on their phones and those sorts of things mm. but we're only really scratching the surface of what really needs to happen to make a difference okay yeah so Everything that has a man-made light source like LED bulbs, fluorescent bulbs, laptops, computers, uh, TVs, phones, all these things produce uh, a scale of light, a spectrum of light that is conducive of mimicking us waking up in the morning. So what that means is it's actually affecting our hormones. When you look at a phone half an hour or just before you go to bed, which is very common practice these days, Absolutely, the light's going into your eyes and it's actually telling your body, oh, it's time to wake up. Let's put some cortisol into your body and let's not produce melatonin, which are the two hormones which basically work in opposite ways for each other for you to wake up in the morning or to go to bed at night. So mm. when you're looking at these things and you're, and most people look at their phone you know uh, the last second the last thing they do before they turn the light off is look at their phone right to make sure their alarm's set or whatever right absolutely so you're you're absolutely screwing yourself from the outset with this blue light and the things you need to do are start to put a blue light curfew you need to remove all screens from your room i don't have laptops or mobile phones in my in my bedroom right just don't Mm -hmm. just don't allow it right uh read a book talk to your spouse, something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. Radical Look, ideas, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> but the addiction to um, to, to mobile tech is, is fascinating. There's a book called, I'm actually reading at the moment, called Irresistible by Adam Altler. Um, if anyone wants to dig into the, the realities and dangers of technology addiction, then there's, um, there's a good book there. Awesome. So start with your curfew. Start with half an hour before you go to bed. Like any change, you don't just try and do right. No more, forever done for good. Let's start with if you're if you're looking at your phone the last second you go to bed. Just start with five, twenty minutes, half an hour, and then increase it up. Ideally, two hours before you go to bed is the is the optimal range. With LED and fluorescent bulbs that you have around your house, you want to switch them out for the old-school um, filament bulbs. Do you remember the sort of ones that had the orange glow? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And they look super cool these days, right? They look really
1: retro and classic, right? And yeah. they, you have to actually go and dig around on Amazon and find the right ones. Uh, Edison screw uh, is a good search term for those you can buy. Uh-huh. And they're non-LED, and I have those in my bedroom, so I can have those on, and I know it doesn't negatively affect um, my sleep, and I actually have them dotted around the house. So when nighttime comes, I turn on the lights that are with those bulbs. Right, and it just means that my entire house when I walk around I haven't got any LED or fluorescent bulbs interfering with my hormones and causing me to wake up. And
0: you've, so got you've... that gorgeous orange glow around your yeah, house. Yeah, yeah and I'll
1: happily give you a link to uh, the ones that I use um, for your listeners if you've, uh, you've got some show notes and stuff that you're going to do. Yeah,
0: totally, to... totally. would yeah. love to have those in the show notes. So
1: they can switch those out. The other option is to use uh, red LEDs. They're, they're okay. They're, they're a much better option than having the bright whitey blue light that you get from you know, those horrible led fluorescent bulbs these days and you can get the ones that change color yeah so you can have like bulbs in your bedside bed you know, bedside table that um change from like white to blue and green and all that and you can change them if you want white during the day and red at night but they're not as good as the the ellison's group ones they're they're not yeah they're better cool
0: good. great great some great tips there and what do you what do you make of i mean obviously you've got people out there biohacks like Dave Asprey who you know is famous for for bulletproof and also for um you know headstrong you know his his whole thing about
1: like wearing light blocking
0: or blue light blocking glasses that kind of thing
1: that's That's gonna be my next talk I wear them every night without fail Really, they're a game changer. They're an absolute game changer. I and mean, I've, I've personally done experiments with them using them 30 days, tracking my sleep, not using them for 30 days, tracking my sleep, and then using them for 30 days again, tracking my sleep. And for want of a better expression, the difference is night and day. <laughs> you know there, there is there is no there is no argument in my book that they don't work and they have a huge positive effect like, you know when we go to bed we should be sort of getting to the point where we feel quite sleepy and quite tired and yep, quite, yep and want to fall to bed and want to fall to sleep and when we do get to sleep we sort of drift off quite quickly that's not the common and uh, normal you know the, the common way that happens for most people you know most people have difficulty switching off and when they do get to bed they don't really um, sleep particularly well you know straight away but when they wake up in the morning, they're not rested. And that's the number one question to ask yourself. When was the last time you woke up in the morning and you stretched out of bed with a big yawn, and a big stretch and you thought, oh, I feel rested today?
0: <laughs> well, I can say personally, and I'm quite aware of these kinds of things, it's not very frequent. So yeah. um, that's, that's amazing. Nick, what I'm, what I'm actually disca- discovering about you as we talk is you're e- even more of a, uh, a hacker geek than, than I thought you were, which means you're <laughs> amazing. I, I love love hacks and geekery so this is amazing
1: yeah Sorry i've for, got i've got a whole suitcase full of them for for each aspect as well like uh, i say i've been in the biohacking world for a long long time now and i have a my majority of my friends are hardcore biohackers so yeah i've got a whole bucket of those for you for sure okay brilliant brilliant so um is there
0: i mean let, let's let, let's kind of keep this quite high levels aware so we've, you've talked about blue light obviously and you know we just kind of dove into um, the light blocking glasses. Are there any other kind of like top one or two sleep hacks?
1: Yeah. The best sleep tonic recipe you'll ever have is amazing. Warm water or hot water from a kettle in a cup. Uh, yep. two tablespoons of, um, apple cider vinegar, get the raw organic with mother, with the mother. You'll know what that means. If you oh, buy absolutely. It. Yep. yep. So two tablespoons of that into that, and then a teaspoon of raw honey, uh, right. stir that up. Um, I love the taste. It's different. You know, everyone's different, obviously. Um, yep. stir it up 30 to 40 minutes before you go to bed and, uh, lights out. It's incredible. It's the best sleep tonic I've ever used in my entire life. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm, I'm taking
0: a lot of notes here myself, I have to say. <laughs> that's awesome, awesome. Um, and, you know, I mean, obviously, something that's sort of been coming up uh, a lot recently is, like, the use of, like you know, certain supplements around sleep. And I know what you were saying earlier about taking stuff away. Obviously one Mm. of the big ones is like magnesium and and that magnesium. Is
1: that something? Yeah. I take magnesium every night. I think that's a good one to be used. You can actually also get magnesium sprays that you can apply topically to certain muscular areas. I use them for post-training and all that sort of stuff. Um, You know, it was supposedly is one of the, uh, one of the nutrients that we are most efficient in. So yeah taking a, a magnesium supplement there are lots of different types of magnesium supplements some of them aren't so good on our, on our bowels and be <laughs> disruptive to our tummies and all that sort of stuff um, i use a triple complex swanson i can uh, again I'll, if you ask me um, if you write that down and ask me i'll get you a link for your listeners awesome. the one that i use because it's it's it doesn't affect anything and it's it's a really great product so yeah that that's always a good one for sure
0: great awesome awesome so Let's say mindset is done, we're we're getting sleep into order, where do we go next? Stress. Okay, so let's talk about stress then.
1: So stress is the silent killer that no one's talking about. Right. Because we're not, we're, we, we don't think it's worth talking about, and especially with men, it's like, well, we just work harder, you know, burning the candle at both ends is fine, you know, and all this sorts of stuff. Now, I do see a change in the modern world, especially as you said it earlier, with sort of, uh, people like, who are running the Huffington Post example, you know, they're, they're actually starting to say that actually, do you know what, we need to take care of ourselves and start looking oh. at this. But stress comes in so many forms, right? Right. The modern world just has stresses bombarding us from every direction. We've, I don't believe we've ever lived in a time this stressful because... We have mobile phones that are attached to our hip 24 7 that can send email me- emails to us when we're in and out of work, when you know, it can send text messages to us, and people can phone us, and all the social media things which are highly destructive from a product productivity standpoint. Yeah, um, you know, there's, there's so many stressors. That we are not supposed to be you know, connected to, and, and Wi-Fi and EMFs and all that. I did a very interesting um, podcast interview with one of the leading experts of EMF protection, you know, sort of Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, that sort of stuff, and the damage yeah. that does. You know, and we're, we're bathed in that all day. We're, you, know, you, you know, I'm sat in front of my computer right now that's producing Wi-Fi, and I've got a Wi-Fi router, and like everyone else in the world that does. You know, most people. Mm. So we're living in a world where the the nervous system is constantly under attack and we don't really realize it because our awareness hasn't really been, well, for some people it has, but for most people our awareness is unaware or we are unaware of the damage it's causing and the stress that it's it's giving us. And, you know, it's like the sleep situation. It's like the sleep conversation. You ask people, when was the last time you woke up feeling rested? Most people would say, "Mm, like you, you know, not for a while, right? Yeah. And you ask people, well, when was the last time you felt super relaxed and calm and in flow and, and, and enjoying everything? Uh, the answer is usually the same, right? It's yeah. easy. It's an infrequent thing that occurs now and again. And that is not how our body's supposed to be. You know, Interviewing gut experts, they tell you that when you're in this sort of stressed, continuous stress environment, your gut permeability, which is a really important part of gut health, is way more affected. So you're, you're way more likely to have gut permeability issues when you're under stress and you're not able to you know, ingest the nutrients properly and all that sort of stuff. So it plays a huge part. So the problem we've got now, though, is, okay, Nick, you've just told us that there are a million different stresses in the world, but we can't remove them. We need to have Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and all these sorts of things. And yes, that's absolutely true. So what we need to do is limit them. And then we need to be putting systems in place that create a a resilience to stress that we uh, we haven't actually had before in history because we haven't needed to. So meditation, if you're not meditating every day, you need to start now. Right, Mm. because there are so many proven benefits that Harvard had done a study that show over eight weeks, 20 minutes, twice a day, physically changes the brain in a positive way. That means you can deal with stress way more and a whole load of other positive benefits. So if you're not meditating you need to start straight away if you don't know how to get the headspace app it's free initially you can do a trial it doesn't cost a huge amount and yep. it just just plug headphones in press play listen to the voice and you do, he does the rest basically you just have to sit there and listen right so building that habit in straight away is absolutely paramount a lot of the mind stuff uh, mind stuff, uh, mindset stuff that I teach obviously goes into how you can control and focus on the things you can control and focus on the thing, you know not to focus on the things you can't control and right. no point being stressed by that so there's a whole plethora of tools and strategies around the mindset which will obviously help you there um but yeah just minimizing stress you know it's scary to me how much time i spend on my phone i've got the app on my phone in fact the new iphone software yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. how
0: much right screen time it's crazy isn't it
1: three hours is just like very normal. And I'm like, come on, man, I know better than everyone else. And I appreciate that for business, I use Instagram and I have to do all sort of all, all these other things, but uh, it does, it, it, you know, reading this book, Irresistible by Adam Altlow really does bring it home to how destructive. <laughs> I think the one key thing in that book that highlighted it for me, I think as a beginning, beginning paragraph again is Steve Jobs spent 90 minutes talking you know, um, about his the iPad when it first came out, right? Talking, mm. waxing, lyrical about how amazing it was and all the features and everything. He refused to give it to his kids. Wow. He didn't give them to his kids. His wow. kids weren't allowed access to them. That's
0: amazing. Well, there's a story for you, isn't there?
1: I mean, it's it, and it, the more you dig into that, the more you see the sort of the chief, you know, the CEOs and the people high up in organizations that develop apps and these sorts of technology. And you look at do they actually allow their children? They're either no, not at all, or it's highly limited, which to me speaks volumes, really.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, kind of just circling back to one of the things you were talking about earlier about, you know, um, Sugar having the same you know lighting up the brain the same way as cocaine, I mean we know for example, that you know kind of likes and followers and you know the, the various social status mm. on social media is you know co- cause dopamine spikes right yeah. which you know is also uber addictive
1: so yeah well they 're designed you know they're, they're the people who've designed those apps have now come out as you probably have uh, you know heard from Facebook and Instagram and all these things that they, they they knew they were purposely designing them to be highly addictive from the beginning you know. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely! Wow, it's <laughs> so.
0: Th- th- these these are places. That, I mean, I love one the the, the term you use. You know that, that kind of kryptonite thing. And there are so many different types of kryptonite here that we're mm. we're talking about. So so, where where do you go next with clients? You're kind of looking at stress
1: and obviously finding new ways of building resilience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we'll have a look at all of those. I mean, the, the the key underlying thing as well is is what do you want to achieve right you know we talk people bounce around the idea of mission and vision and and all those things and goals and yes they're absolutely critical it's it's a foundational component to anything if you want to achieve something you need to know where you're going right yeah so having a very clear and emotionally attached mission and vision and what you know what your goals are and then breaking that down into 12 weeks or six months or a year depending on how long i work with a specific client then you've got this 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 base to start from so you've got the mindsets running right to be able to achieve what you want to achieve consistently yep. and get yourself out the way then you've got the the goals and the mission and the vision everything you were aiming for and then you're doing everything else to optimizing every other facet of your life to be able to really maximize on the true potential of everything you're trying to achieve so mm. it's like you imagine it's like a rocket you know you've got that foundation like setting in the coordinates uh, to where you want to go you've set the foundation for the mindset and now you've optimised all the components, all the modules on the rocket. And then once you've done all that, you press launch and you skyrocket. You know, it's like saying um they say, you know, you spend five hours chopping down a tree. Well, you've got to spend like four hours of those sharpening the axe before you get going right, and chopping down a tree.
0: Right, right, right. It's
1: be way more efficient, right? Um, so it's about building those foundations properly and actually putting systems in place and, you know, and building a community as well, which is what I'm doing with, with the Google events that I run. And also this uh, online Facebook group that I've just started and, you know, building a community because having accountability and having that structure with people that you really don't want to, uh, you know, upset. I mean, I, I was fortunate to meet Craig Ballantyne recently in the UK doing mm. one of his workshops and, you know, um, I email him every week as an accountability partner and, He, you know, he 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 talks about you know basically being accountable accountable to someone that you desperately don't want to disappoint. And it was only recently that I really got how important that actually was. I knew accountability was, but that component of not you know deeply deeply not wanting to disappoint the person adds another layer to it. So um, get yourself a coach, whether it's me, someone else doesn't really bother me. You know, ultimately. It, for me, it's about someone getting the results that they want in their life. You know, living a life of joy, fun, passion, and all the things that matter to me. Whether it's me, a course, a book, another coach, it doesn't bother me at all. It's it's the end result. So that's a sort of nutshell uh, description of sort of how it works. I love that. I love that. And it's it's
0: such a you take such a holistic view of of performance that you know. <laughs> a person cannot help but, but upgrading up level what they're up to right so oh,
1: yeah absolutely
0: um w- one of the things I'm, i am just kind of curious about because uh, <laughs> I, I it's um and uh, as i said before we hit play is because i you know i i signed up for your uh for your your sequence and your newsletter and that kind of thing and i just got your uh your productivity thing today and obviously for a lot of high performers out there peak performers out there you know coming into relationship with time and decisions and getting stuff done when Mm. there are only so many hours in the day is is a, is a thing. Yeah. And you know, we know that you can't manage time. Time is a thing. You can manage decisions or your input or your energy or whatever else. What is your take on, productivity
1: so great question thank you for that it's one of the key components right because it's all well and good you knowing where you want to go and having all the foundations but if you're crap with you know i I agree i don't like the word managing your time i think it doesn't make sense really does it because you're not managing time you're managing what you're doing with the time but you know if you're if you're inefficient at how you spend your time then it doesn't really matter with all those other foundations. So I love productivity. It's one of my geeky subjects. I actually (laughs) um, had a a, a recent client did a very short session with me recently and took from uh, implementing, which some of the techniques I'll I'll happily share with you in a minute, um, took those techniques and what would normally take him a day and a half to do took him under half a day from just implementing these techniques Amazing. you can see instantly that just three techniques which i'll tell you in a second make a profound difference and they work best with uh, when you're sat on a laptop which most people are these days or you mm-hmm. know some description so yeah absolutely productivity is absolutely key most people suck at it they think they're good at it but when they actually take um <laughs> a time to have a you know the best thing to do if you think you're good at productivity is to track for a week everything you do hour by hour right? Be really strict with it and you can use apps or you can just use a piece of paper, whatever, right? But actually we, we underestimate way, way more in life than we ever think we ever give it credit for. And it's only when you've actually tracked it and honestly put it down on a piece of paper that you see the true reality. Mm. So mm. my key tips for setting out a computer to smashing out levels of productivity are Pomodoro technique combined with brain FM and noise cancelling headphones. Those wow. things and removing distractions, which is sort of what the noise canceling headphones do. So let's start from the beginning. Pomodoro yep. technique is basically an app. They used to use a little tomato timer, which is why it's it got the right, in Pomoro, right, yeah. And you can have apps online. The one I use uh, these days is called Tomato One on mm-hmm. the Mac. Uh, free app. Just download it. You can set it up, and the sequence I have is it runs a timer for fifty minutes, five zero. Yep. And then a break for ten minutes. Okay, okay. that's so that's a love it. Yeah, so you turn your phone off, and you can obviously make different variations. Some people have twenty-five minutes and five-minute break. It, it entirely depends on what you want and what works for you. And you need to do some, you know, some figuring out for yourself. But yeah, sticking that on and then focusing on the one thing. This is where so many people fall down. People say, "Oh, I can multitask." Rubbish. All you're doing is doing more badly. Yes. It's simple Absolutely. as that. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no argument <laughs> on this planet that, no. you know, that's ever shown that doing multiple things at once is an, efi- an effective and efficient way of doing things. So, so stop doing that straight away. Stop lying to yourself first off, right? Yeah. Choose the one thing. And the one thing is a great book actually as well. I don't know if you've read that, but the one Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. It's yeah. the amazing book. Yeah. Absolutely. One thing and uh, and essentialism are two great books. If you want to kick up the ass with regards to um, getting yourself product, uh, productive and focusing, but focusing on the one thing, and I use the morning, uh, I always plan my day the night before. If you're serious yep. about your day, you plan it the day before is my my motto. And uh, I wake up in the morning, I wake up really early, as you know, five o'clock thereabouts. And the first two hours are the one thing, things that are the most important things that are going to move my business forward. And I put the Pomodoro technique on. 50 minutes and then 10 minute break and the 10 minute breaks really important because it gives your mind a time to slow down and walk away from the screen which will be glaring at your face for nearly an hour and you know you can have a bit of movement because a lot of people sit down so the 10 minutes is time to walk away make a cup of tea if you can add some movement like 10 press ups or kettlebell swings or getting outside in some sun and walking around ideal Mm -hmm. and then you just get back and then you just get back to it so that's the pomodoro technique combine that with brain fm which is an amazing piece of software which is um you can actually have an app on your phone or you can run it from a browser on your computer right and it's a scientifically designed music track and they have multiple different tracks, all different sounds, one's for focus, one for relaxating, uh, relaxing, one for sleeping, uh, all sorts of different ones, one's for resting and that sort of stuff. Mm. So the one you want to use is the one f- uh, for focus, obviously, for this period of time. Yep. If you can combine that with noise-canceling headphones of any description, then you're drowning out other distractions. I mean, I'm lucky to work uh, at a home office, so I don't have distractions. And, um, you know, it's, it's easier for me in that respect. But for people in the office... Um, personally, I'd put a sign up saying, do not disturb <laughs> by my <laughs> cubicle, <laughs> noise cancelling headphones, you know, very much a four hour work week by Tim Ferriss approach. If you've ever yep. read that book, um, you know, I, I'd be way more guarded with, uh, who, who's allowed to so condition the people around me to know that they cannot come and interrupt me in those periods of time, but it's a different conversation at a different time. Um, Absolutely. so yeah, combining those three together is game is game changing. You know, the, the music, for the brain FM really puts your mind and your brain in the state of being productive. The headphones remove the distractions and obviously turn your phone off and all anything else that's going to distract you. And then the Pomodoro technique. And just use the Pomodoro technique as a game. Like challenge yourself because you can have a little countdown clock at the top in your toolbar showing you how long you've got left. And I promise you, if you get into this and start utilizing this, you'll look up and it'll be like 10 minutes left and be like, whoa, where did those 40 minutes go? I've just done so much work.
0: Right, 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 and I have to say, it's it's a technique that I, I use as well, and I can wholly um, attest to how you know how much it has an impact on what you get mm-hmm. done
1: it's incredible yeah um,
0: a- absolutely love that Nick, those are some, some, some top techniques as it were um, and you've given, you've been so generous in giving us so much uh, so much information and so many things we can practically apply and I've certainly uh, certainly taken a lot here what I'm, <laughs> what I'm kind of curious around is you know let's, let's kind of bring this back to you as it were where are, so where are you heading now What what's kind of next up for you on the docket as it were
1: so for me it's a sort of touch on earlier it's about building a community of people that really want to make a difference to the world and really up their levels of performance and and basically create a life that they love right as wishy-washy as that sounds and as sort of life coachy as that sounds that's ultimately my desire you know i went through what i went through i would never wish the places i went mentally and physically upon anyone you know my worst enemies and coming out of the other side of that and being a demonstration of what's possible for transformation and change it I just want to impart all the knowledge that I've learned through my personal journey, the stuff that I've researched. And, you know, I've got my own podcast and I'm privileged to interview world champion boxers and CEOs of, you know, very large successful businesses and all these sorts of things. And putting all of that together, all of that knowledge of 20 years' experience and everything else to really help people take the next steps to create whatever it is for them you know it's not about building big businesses or being a world champion it's about what you want in your life right and like we're talking about earlier it doesn't matter whether you're addicted to wine or you're addicted to 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 crystal meth it's it's it all matters to that person you know it's different for each person right yeah absolutely um my main focus right now is to grow the team so just bringing on some more people to help with the coaching programs that i run um we're actually changing um Changing the approach ever so slightly. So, putting a one to one process that I've always, historically, I've always done one to one coaching just with people, um, giving them sort of an hour of my time once a week for 12 weeks, six months, a year, depending on what the package they wanted to go for. Sure, sure. But now we're actually focusing on more bringing a team together, bringing some more modalities and strategies around the mindset side of things and releasing yourselves from the negative um, conversations in your head doing all the things around diet, exercise, and all of that as well, but also building a, a community of people that are really excited about what's going on. So just created a new Facebook group that's um, it's very new in its infancy but is very much focused around building that community Giving out the tips. So, in fact, I did a video today of that that exact uh, Pomodoro um, Brain FM and uh, you know technique as well. So, I'm giving yep. a loads of free content like that into the group. So, I'll happily share the link with your listeners if uh, for anyone that wants to jump in there.
0: Awesome.
1: Um, but ultimately, our goal is to help a million people transform their lives, whatever that means to them and get the results that they want, because what I see a lot of these days is, and I fell into this trap for a long time, of doing a lot of social, uh, sorry, self-development, whether it be um, courses or seminars and these sorts of things, and, and getting good results, you know, it absolutely made a positive difference to my life. And like I alluded to earlier, I have don't have a gripe with any particular modality or uh, process. Whatever works mm. for you is the right one. But what I did see is a lot of people going through self-development courses like myself, but were still unable to master the mindset and that sort of final frontier, you know, that foundational mm. aspect that we talked about earlier. And that just meant that they didn't have the confidence, they had so low self-worth, they didn't feel they were, like, they were good enough, and all the sort of negative conversations that a lot of us have in our head. Yeah. So. Going through my own personal transformation, hiring my own different, uh, lots of different types of coaches over the last year. And I've spent about fifteen grand on coaches myself personally in the last few months, and understanding what it takes to really take yourself to the next level, and understand like, what needs to be done to make that happen. So my mission really is just to help those people that want to be helped, the people that want to make a big difference and have a you know uh, have ambitious lives and and want to you know do do really important things for whatever it is for them and and help them realize it. Simple as that.
0: Awesome. What a great mission. And, uh, you know, very, very, uh, um simpatico with with our beliefs and what we're up to at maverick so that it's always great to meet a a like-minded person so So, um last question nick i mean all all of this is great stuff if people want to find out more about you and what you're up to in the world where where do they find you
1: so um there's a few places depending on what you're what you like um nickelvery.com is my main website um you can you can have a look at some of the details there. I've got the Daily Habits podcast and I'll supply the links to you for your show notes for all of these, which is say last year we're on episode 41 today just recorded a lot of 41 which is great yeah so interviewing experts world champions ceos those sorts of people uh are really fascinating just to get to the bottom of you know digging into what makes them tick and and sharing all their insights which i've you know i've thoroughly enjoyed and feel like it's been an absolute privilege and can't wait to do another 41 episodes awesome um and the facebook group uh, you know, if you go onto Facebook and search for master your mind and look for my photo and a, a, a hand holding a brain. And again, I'll supply a link for you, but you know, we've only got 20 people in that. I'll be straight up at the moment. Um, but it's a, an engaged community and I'm adding huge amounts of value. I go in there and impart the wisdom that I learned from the, you know, these world champions and, and all the things I've learned. So, um, yeah, I'll supply all links for those for sure.
0: Awesome. And I think, to be honest, it's, it's not about the number, is it? It's about the quality. And if you've got good people in there, then, you know, it could be 20 or it could be 20,000. 20, if you've got the right level of support in there, that's always a good thing. It's, so, it's,
1: it, that's such an important point because I historically, I was always about, right, well, surely it's about getting as many people in there as possible to help as many people when actually it's about getting the right quantity, quality of people, as you rightly pointed out and being able to help those people better. You know, I don't work with everyone. I actually say no more than I say yes to new clients, Mm, because I'm sure you, you know, you have a similar uh, methodology for this point, but it, you know, it's got to be the right fit. I'm not about just putting people into my, uh, into my programs and into my community for the sake of it, because, you know, I want more money or I want a bigger community. I'm about putting the people in the community and in my programs that are really going to benefit greatly for them. And if that means, do you know what, you should probably go speak to Chris's team and the coach with him instead of me because he's better off for you, then that's the advice I give people perfect
0: and i i love that level of integrity as well so that's brilliant so nick thank you so much for your time today and for sharing all of your wisdom and all of your uh hacks which i just love (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i really have met a kindred soul here Uh, i'm definitely the the geek of mavericks so um, i love that and um I just, I just love the, uh, the, the level of care and, um, passion and integrity that you, that you bring and you've brought to this conversation. So thank you so much
1: no well thank you Chris honestly it's it's I do a lot of interviews I'm interviewed on podcast uh, pretty much a couple of times every week um and I you know first of it, it makes a, a wonderful um difference when you have someone like yourself who's really engaged and actually you know has obviously had experience doing this so I, I appreciate that and, and I really appreciate you taking time and, and having me on and letting me talk to to your listeners So that
0: was Nick Elvery, and I don't know about you, but I took loads from that. There were so many useful hacks there. But I think one of my favourite ones was the whole thing about the red sleeping glasses, and I'm going to be ordering some of those off of Amazon uh, today. I also took that there was an order to which you need to address things to get to peak performance. So you have to look at the mindset first before you do anything. And then it's really about sleep and then stress and really taking away all the things that are gonna kill your energy that, that gets in the way of peak performance. I think finally, the thing that I'm taking from Nick's interview is just a lot of hope. Nick has obviously been through a huge journey himself from deep addiction to becoming the peak performance coach that he is, and there's just a lot of hope that I take from that as I walk my journey. But I'm really curious, what did you get from this? Head on over to mavericksunlimited.com forward slash podcast and leave us a message to let us know what you're taking from this. Finally, if you're a Maverick entrepreneur or leader who really does want to live life on your terms and make your own rules, be sure to head over to mavericksunlimited.com and sign up for our free ebook. It's called Superpowers Aren't Just for Superheroes and it's all about creating life on your own terms using your signature strengths. With that, thanks for listening to the Mavericks Unlimited podcast and we'll see you next time. Bye for now.